Welcome. This is To The Root with Fasiglia, the podcast that explores holistic living, gardening tips, and plant care brought to you by Pasiglia, a premier plant nursery. Your host, Julie Strotman, is a horticulturist with over 40 years of experience in the industry, and she shares practical tips, inspiring ideas, and expert advice to help you create a healthy and sustainable lifestyle. Whether you're an experienced gardener or just starting your plant journey, To The Root with Pasiglia provides the tools you need to transform your living space into a green sanctuary. And now, your host, Julie Strotman. Hello, everybody. Glad you can join us. I pulled Bo Matthews off the street. He was <laughs> passing in here, and I said, hey, Bo, we got to do another podcast. Come on in. And I was so happy to do it. Good to see you again. <laughs> you too. Thanks for coming. Well, and the <laughs> other thing is I'm really excited about the subject of bees because I'm, I have so many questions, oh. and I'm so enthused when somebody knows a lot like yourself. Well, thank you. I've learned a lot. I can tell you everything that goes wrong and everything that will go wrong wow. when doing bees. Because, well, I started this because I didn't have enough to do. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? I, yeah. I wonder when you ever take a day off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, after managing this nursery and maintaining my own gardens, I didn't have enough to do. So my with my grandkids' encouragement at a dinner auction, I just went head first right into beekeeping and so the first thing that comes to mind is stinging getting yes. stung yes um uh, is there a lot of that well there can be okay <laughs> so the first time i the my first hive i had i rarely got stung but when i started adding more hives they become more aggressive because they're Protective. Uh, protecting yeah, yeah. their hive their home and that's basically when the bees are aggressive when they're protecting their own home right so the more hives you get, the more aggressive they can be. So that's the reason you kind of spread them a little bit further apart too. Okay, so let's go back to this uh, dinner auction. Yeah. What happened? Oh, well, we took two we took three of the grandkids to the dinner auction and they had a beehive set up and then the bees would come later. And it was the oral auction, so the grandkids got all excited and they said, "Grandma, grandma, buy it, buy it, bid on this one, bid on it." And I said, Kids, I don't have time for this. <laughs> and they said, well, we'll help you. We'll help you. A promise we'll help you. Sure. So, like getting a dog, right? Yeah. yeah right? Like I had a lot of help too. So, you know, so anyway, we, we won the bid. Grandkids were all excited. But have I seen them out there helping me with the bees yet? <laughs> Not mm, once. Uh, only, well, one of them did, uh, and she was out there for a while. She would help me, and she was fascinated with the bees too, my youngest granddaughter. And, uh, but she quit as soon as one bee flew up her nose oh. and stung her in her nose. I'm out. Yep. 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 I haven't been able to get her back. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, are bees a set it and forget it kind of thing? Or is there a lot of maintenance to it? Because I'm thinking people that are listening to this podcast are like, I've thought about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, I've seen it at the farm store, the, the hives and all the stuff. Right. Is it a set, set it and forget it thing? Or um, no? It depends on what you want to do with it. If you're just keeping the bees just to, you know, populate bees, yes. then set it and forget it. But if you're wanting to harvest honey, there's a lot to learn. Is it really? And boy, if you're going to do it, I would 
definitely don't do what I do. (laughs) (laughs) Don't, you know, don't learn after the fact, you know, it's best to do some research, find out what's going on and figure out the more ins and out of what the bees do. Right. Right. And it's, it really is all about the queen. Yes. Uh, Is there usually just one queen? One queen in the hive at a time. Mm -hmm. And the queen, uh, what she, she lives for about two to three years, really. You know, uh, a year is really good. You know, she's producing a lot. That second and third year, she starts backing off a bit. And when you say producing, you mean producing more bees? Eggs. Oh, yeah. okay. Eggs yeah. for bees. So okay. that, for the bees, yeah. And she's the only one that has fertilized eggs. Okay. So the other bees, you know, most of the bees in the hive are female. And all only the females have stingers. Oh, I didn't know that. So the queen bee, her stinger is mostly used for laying her eggs and... Uh, attacking a prospect queen that's going to come out. Okay. So she will kill off her other queens as long as she's doing, uh, is real healthy and doing her own job. And how long have you been in the bee world? About seven years. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I've learned a lot and I've harvested a lot of honey and. Is it I, delicious? It is. It is fabulous. It. Matter of fact, when I buy it from the grocery store, because sometimes I run out of my own honey. <laughs> right. Yeah. With 13 hives, I run out of honey. Um, but the grocery store honey tastes like sugar. Mm-hmm. You know, once you have it straight out of the hive, oh, you can't go back. You yeah. can't go back. And I have always heard that the best health benefits from honey is if you buy honey that's uh, 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 raw raw from your own area, though, like correct. your own area of the country. Well, correct. But the thing is, when bees are harvesting the pollen, they're harvesting at certain times of the year. Sure. So if you're not a if you don't have spring allergies, but you harvest honey from spring pollens, then that the benefits of that is i mean it still has its health benefits but it doesn't help you with your fall allergies right, okay. because you don't have any of the fall pollens yet in the honey so you harvest fall pollen fall honey I had no idea yeah to, so it really depends on the time of year but i got my best reward after 7 years bo you wouldn't believe it I went out i go every evening and i go out and i walk my apiary or my bee yard mm-hmm check my bees, take a glass of wine, and, you know, just watch them for a little bit. I went out there the other day, and on a branch above two of my empty hives was a cluster of bees on the branch, huge colony that had left from somewhere else and was hanging above one of my hives. So I thought, I'm going to collect a free hive. And they found you. They found me. They right there. I mean, Mother Nature never does that. Right. She doesn't put the bees right there by your box. Yeah. (laughs) You have to go find them. So I went, rushed in the house, got my squirt bottle with sugar water. Okay. Came out with an empty cardboard box, put the empty cardboard box underneath the branch, right underneath the cluster of bees, sprayed them with sugar water. And then tapped the branch, shook the branch, all the bees fall in the box. And then I went right two steps over to an empty hive I had there and dumped the bees in the empty hive, closed the lid, and now I have a new colony. Okay, we're, uh, I'm picturing this. <laughs> Did you have the netted hat on? Nah. Uh. No, no hat, no suit, no gloves. I'm out. No. I'll watch it on YouTube. But no. So did you get stung? No, okay. not, not a stink. Because... 
at that point, they're not aggressive because they don't have a home. Right. So they're, they're so on that, all there are is keeping that queen protected right in the center. And on that branch, that. they were not building a, a, a hive or no, a, a honeycomb. Were, they were in process of finding a new home. Okay. So they stop and rest and then go on like a day or two later Amazing. to the next spot. But two days later, I go out and check, and they're still coming in and out. So Really? And uh, about how many would you say was in this cluster? Oh, probably about 10, 15,000 bees. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was, it was big. I have pictures of it. You'll have to see it. That's so. crazy. <laughs> so do you have the netted hat? Oh, yes, Okay. Yes. And the and suit, maybe? Yeah, the suit, full okay. body suit, the hat, the net, the gloves, the whole works. Um, but, you know, you've seen them. They're always white. Right, yeah. Mine's bright pink. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Well, so, uh, <laughs> consuming honey is one of my favorite things. Uh, you know, uh, with voiceover stuff, I'll often do tea with honey. Yes. There's a lot of uh, health benefits to it. But now I see that there there's some flavors uh, because humans are weird. They just want to infuse things. Oh, yeah. Just, are you doing some of that, too? I am. I am. And uh, what I'm doing is I'm infusing my honey with botanicals that are high in antioxidants. Okay. And one of those is being like elderberry is my favorite. Oh, my favorite is the elderberry honey. And then rosehip is another really good one, lavender. And, of course, who doesn't like the lemon? Yeah, yeah. You know, so those all have... Each one of those botanicals have their own health benefits. And then you add it to honey right. for its health benefit and then double whammy. So <laughs> you, you have property, right? Yes. I'm picturing property for your beehives and yeah, stuff. And about I have five friend, acres. Yeah, and I have friends that do that. Mm -hmm. What would be the smallest uh, amount of space that people could maybe do honey uh, uh, hives in, in their backyard? Just like yeah, in a neighborhood is fine? Just a neighborhood. Yeah, okay. matter of fact, a good friend of mine, her and her husband, they started two hives last year right. in their backyard. And their backyard is what? About uh, what is a... Like a normal subdivision, yeah, like a quarter acre, yeah, tenth of an acre. Yeah, not even that. Not even 10,000 square feet. Okay. You know, so, yeah, so it's, uh, and they've got two hives back there, and yeah, wow. it's okay. just, it's beautiful. I go and check theirs out every now and then, too, so help them take care of them. I've always heard that fruit trees take a few years to pair up and, and, and start to produce. Do honey bees produce year one, or do, is it a progression? Well, they produce right away, but you want to leave that in there to feed themselves. Okay. So you, you need to kind of let them do their thing for a year, and then see how they're doing and start harvesting honey. Right. I mean, I've had times where I stacked my hive a little bit wrong and had no honey right. out of six hives, not a drop of honey I could collect. My goodness. Because they didn't go up past into the honey super. They stayed in the what they call the brood box. Right, and, right. And that's where they create the family. Well, uh, of course, it's a natural sweetener, but mm -hmm. there's other health benefits for uh, straight honey like... Anti-inflammatory, oh, yeah. antioxidant, you know, antibacterial. You know, orally, it uh, treats anything with cough or soothing the throat, right. anything like that. Um, and then topically, burns and uh, really? wound healing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, you know, the Indians use that religiously, basically, for their wound healing. Wow. And there's a lot of stuff that oh, yeah. is m related medically. Now, I don't know uh -huh. if, uh, you know, like a, like a medical doctor 
would want to recommend this stuff because it's not, you know, big pharma right. earning. But right. uh, what are some other but things that we found? There's all, all the benefits within the honey help um, fight like uh, cardiovascular diseases and reducing the uh, heart attack risk. Sure. There's a cough suppressant, of course, which also means respiratory infections. Right, right. You know, so that helps with that. Uh, gastrointestinal, you know, oral rehydration. You know, if you uh, work too long out in the sun and you're not drinking enough water. Oh, yeah, which most are, most people do most not drink enough water. Most people do not drink, yep. but you take about two tablespoons in an eight-ounce glass of water, you know, make it warm so the honey, you know, kind of uh, dissolves sure. within the water and drink that and it'll help your heat. Uh, dehydration really quick. Well, I've been told yeah. I was dehydrated, and uh, so yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll up it because normally I'll I'll do a tablespoon and some tea, but maybe it's just not enough. Um, I say about two tablespoons uh, per eight ounces, but then you also need to um, you know you got to like it. Yeah. Because if it's too sweet for you, you're just not going to use it. But a lot of times, what I'll do instead of putting in tea, I just get a tablespoon of honey. Right. And just do that, yeah, you know. Yeah, I love it. Well, I yeah. and usually on uh, peanut butter, I'll, or I'm sorry, on toast, I'll do peanut butter and a little drop of honey. Yeah. I just, you know, because I have a sweet tooth, if you, <laughs> if you, if you couldn't tell. Uh, so there, so, well, I do it on salads. I drizzle oh, honey come on, on salad. That's crazy talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, and that's really good. You know, do it on salad, put a little bit of olive oil with that, drizzle the honey first, and then drizzle a little bit of olive oil, mix your salad up. It's really you, good. You have piqued my interest. Yes, uh, it's very good. Yeah, and healthy for you. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. But it, you it, know what I really like about the honey is it's supposed to help with uh, depression and anxiety. Yeah. You know, so there's studies out for that too. And if you're in this business, you got depression and anxiety, sure. let me tell you. <laughs> in this world, <laughs> <Yeah>. my goodness. <laughs> Mother Nature really <laughs> plays with us. So is there a, a, any such thing as overdosing on honey? I mean, can you do too much? Well, I'm sure you probably could, yeah. but there's no studies that say it's harmful. Now, they do say that um, for uh, babies that are less than a year old, the thing is, there's a bacteria within the honey okay. that, and newborn babies don't have enough of the fighting uh, uh, bacteria and antibiotics and and probiotics okay. in their digestive system to fight it. Wow. Okay. So that's why you don't want to feed infants. Um, honey until after they're a year old. Interesting. Okay, mm -hmm. so there, I'm sure there's tons of information out there on the oh, internet gosh, people yes. can find out. But uh, for those that are thinking about creating a bee-friendly habitat, let's talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Two main things you need: water and shelter. Okay. Yeah, and food, of course. So that's three things. <laughs> water. So, you water them. Yes, bees have to have water because they and they're very thirsty i mean uh during drought times you should see them hang around like a uh hummingbird feeder oh, or yeah. a bird bath right you know um i'm lucky enough i have a pond real close so i have a good water source right there okay but i also have bird baths and i have a water garden itself so the bees are always always around that okay especially and, and, during dry season right so yeah just so pay attention to that if you're getting into this world make sure they have plenty of water plenty out of there. water yeah the just like a, any other pet because 
all those 10,000 bees per hive are my pets. I think the world is dehydrated. <laughs> okay, so shelter, 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 are you just talking about the beehive? Beehive itself, yeah. Okay, and this mm-hmm. is what you bought at the dinner auction. Yes, okay. yes. <laughs> and now I have 13 of them. Oh, do you really? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> so, and, and beyond the shelter itself, what else? Well, inside the shelter, the nesting material they need, which is the panels that they build their honeycomb on. Okay. You know, so you need all that. All that's ready to go for them. And then the flowers, because they have to have that pollen and the nectar. So the more, more food they have, the better off you are. Well, and there's been talk in headlines over the last several years about the lack of honeybees. Um, I think I heard that if honeybees died and, and there were, they didn't exist, humans would follow shortly after. Yes. I mean, yeah. it's that much. But it's not only the honeybees. And actually, I was just reading a uh, article last night about the honeybees. Uh, there's so many people, hobbyists, doing the honeybees that the population of honeybees has increased oh, substantially. Okay. But it's the other pollinators on our planet that are in dire need. And the thing is, when we overpopulate Mother Nature with one thing, then other things suffer. So it's not only the honeybees that need it, everything else needs. So if you're going to feed the honeybees, you're feeding all the other pollinators. Right. So trying to keep all the bugs off your plants with pesticides and everything, you're killing all the good stuff. Terrible. Terrible. Terrible good stuff. And the thing is... um, Mother Nature has a protection in herself that she has the bad bugs, too, that we all say, why do we have flies? Right. You know, why do we have mosquitoes? Well, they all do their job, too. So it's the abundance when one takes over the other. And pesticides will do that because you're trying to reverse what Mother Nature has put out there. So go back to what Mother Nature does. Right. So you have that balance and you're not overtaken with mosquitoes and so part of the habitat is you mentioned the flowers yes. and the the plants that they will uh, they will uh, what are they what do they call it um where they they go and they they suck the, the, pollen. the pollen the pollen, pollen. Yeah, the the pollen. pollen and you. the nectar yeah um so here at pasiglia you offer mm-hmm. a wide array of plants absolutely that will do that absolutely and you know um there's Bees prefer different types of flowers, okay. and it's all based on their tongue length. So certain breeds of bees have longer tongues, and certain have real short tongues. So that your longer bees, what they'll do is they can go to deep flowers, like uh, they have tubular, fla- right, more right. tubular flowers, so they can get down into the nectar. Where your uh, bees, smaller bees with the shorter tongues, tend to go with the real flat flower. That has all its pollen and nectar right on top of right. the flower. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is color attracts bees. Bees cannot see red. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. So if you want to keep the bees away from your porch and patio, plant red flowers all around it. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, so. I'm not a fan of flying stuff, so I'm, <laughs> I'm in on that. You know, my yeah. wa- my wife is an accidental garden, uh-huh. a gardener, okay. and uh, she would actually uh, take a Q-tip uh, because we were lacking in bees a while ago, a couple of years ago, and she would go into the flowers and and touch the Q-tip to the flower, then go over to her zucchini plants. Oh, yeah, and, and pollinate them herself. She's doing it herself. I'm yeah. like, well, that's, I well, guess it works. It does work. I do that with my citrus trees in my basement in the wintertime. Okay. Because here, citrus trees can't grow outside. They just don't survive our winters. 
So in the basement, I have my 17 lemons and limes and oranges awesome <laughs> that i've had for about the same amount of time as bees seven years so they're a pretty good size grow lights over them and i keep a fan on them constantly because when they bloom then the fan hits and uh makes the pollen fly wow, even through the winter months even through the winter months because that's what mother nature does outside too that's why we have wind that's why we have insects that kind of stuff because they po- all that pollinates. Okay. So I created that in my basement, not with the insects, but with the wind. <laughs> right, right. Interesting. <laughs> and so I have lemons and limes on my trees. So when I put them out in May, they continue to grow and I pick lemons and limes. Okay. In so the fall. if you go to buy uh, beehives and you're thinking you're going to get into this, remember red deters bees. Red deters purple, bees. Purple, blue, white, yellow flowers, they all draw them in. They draw them in. Okay. Those they'll go to those colors first. Okay. Yeah. So and the uh pollinators generally prefer your native plants over the non-natives. Right. Right. Okay. And yeah. So and the reason they do that is because your non-natives have been hybridized and made new varieties all the time. You know, you'll see 1,400 new coneflowers almost every year. Right. You know, that's an exaggeration. But anyway, but they're bred. When you breed something for a characteristic, you lose a lot of other characteristics. Sure, sure. So it's like in animals and anything else, you breed horses for to try and get a black-colored horse. Right you lose different things like uh, the length of their neck, you know, the yep. the sturdiness of their legs. I've heard you know, this in dogs too, dog dogs breeding. the same way, you know, all this uh, doodle breeding, you know. Right. Um, you know, it's just kind of being careful and knowing the background of it. Yeah. So it's the same way on the plants. Um, the bees can't get to some of the pollen that these hybridized plants have because, one, it may be very little, or there's excessive petals they can't get through. You know, there's so many different reasons. Or they don't have the fragrance anymore. They don't produce the nectar. You know, there's so many reasons. Okay. So. Well, the benefit of this podcast is you're sharing all of the things that you have learned. Yeah. Uh, without having to read a book, you're you know you're consuming all this information, mm-hmm. and we want to share that with you. Um, and and so, we, but we've got more. We don't want to. We don't want to miss anything. Uh, what's next on the list you want to talk about? Uh, one of the great things, which is underused, is borage, okay. and you can put it in seed. I've thrown it out in my wildflower field, and it's great Ooh. because it also keeps bad insects away. And if you're growing tomato plants, you gotta have borage in your tomato garden Ooh. because it keeps the tomato hornworms out. And if it, you're doing cabbage and cauliflower, broccoli. It'll keep those cabbage worms away, too, if you plant borage within that. Okay, and borage is what? Is a borage, spray? It's an herb. It's, a, okay. it's a plant. Oh, yeah. okay. It's a plant, yeah. And uh, so it's a, and it brings the bees in. So, no it, yeah, the bees love it, and it's an annual herb, and just throw some seed out there, let it go. It gets pretty good size, but it's beautiful blue flowers, and... You know, keeps the worms away. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, some friends of ours gave us a pepper plants, and within a couple of days, it's like the leaves were just like ate up. Yeah. There was something that got on it. So, <laughs> borage, B O R A G E, get that's that on it. your list. Yes, yes, yes. So, and then, you know, if you're going to uh, do the bees, you know, get uh, the variety of plants throughout the season because 
you know, you need that early spring when they come out of their hive. They need food then. You need that uh, mid-season and late-season plants. And I've got a whole list of all different plants that, you know, the bees love. Your herbs are one of the best for attracting bees. Basil itself. Really? Oh, my gosh. The, the honeybees are all over the basil. Let it go to bloom. Most people try and keep the blooms off because they're harvesting the foliage. Right, right. Well, plant some for you and some for the bees. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> so and, and so I picture your uh, wildflower garden on your property. Mm-hmm. You sit there with a glass of wine. Can you see them traveling back and forth oh, just yes. all day long? Oh, my gosh. You know what uh, the phrase beeline came from? Go. The bees, when they leave the hive, they head out and they circulate all over, go three to five miles. When they come back in the evening, you can watch a line of bees oh, coming man. back into their hive. That's the bee line. I had no idea. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was referenced in the bee movie. And you have not I, seen the bee I movie? I have not seen the bee movie. I want to see that You movie. need to sit down and watch that yeah, soon. Because yeah. it, it, it's just so cool how creative it is. And, you know, it, it's just fun. It's attitude. I think Jerry Seinfeld was involved with it. Yeah. I think I heard that, yeah, too. So. But it's creative, and but it does have a lot of information about yeah. what we're just talking about oh, right cool. here. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. So, so. I, I need to watch it when I get some free time. Oscar neglected movie. It, it is. I, I, oh. It didn't receive an award, oh, I'm no. sure. <laughs> um, anyway, so we want to make sure that you have as much information as possible for the bee world. Um, is there a website that you would direct people to with more information about, like what's your website that you go to if you have a question? Oh, the, well, there's several of them that I check out and okay. a lot of the extension offices. Oh, okay. You know, so, uh, and the universities. Oh. So I, and I go to all of them, you know, and I just research whatever I can in there. But uh, there's so many of them out there. But I usually try and stick with the dot .orgs. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. That that's would, a good idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because there's a lot of uh, people, a lot of companies that sell bee products. Right. And, of course, they're going to give the information that helps them sell their product. I would think it would be huge on Pinterest. I have a friend that, that probably told me they looked up something on Pinterest. I'm like, you can go there for Pinterest or on Pinterest for that. And they're like, yeah, it's, it's excellent. I'm like, I had no idea. So there might be information there. Or yeah. does, uh, does Pasiglia's website have any information regarding bees or the flowers? Uh, the flowers. Yes. Now okay. also on our website, we've just started now it's in development, a lot of development. We're going to keep adding on to this is our inventory is now online. Oh, wonderful. So you'll be able soon, now it's online, you can check it out now, but you'll be able to... um, uh, Buy online? Well, not buy online, but um, sort. Sort our plant list, whichever way you want to sort to find which ones are better for bees. Gotcha. Which ones butterflies, which ones cold hardy, which one, you know, all the different ways you'll be able to sort. We're developing all that. But right now, it's a very good list and it's a minimal sort. Do, be, do bees and butterflies get along? They do get along. Oh, okay. Matter of fact, I have a little short video of bees and butterflies on the same plant. Oh. So, and it's really cool because it looks like they're dancing. And where's that at? Is that on Facebook? Uh, you know what? I'm going to put it up on Facebook. It's on my phone. That's great. So, That's yeah. great. Okay. Well, uh, anything else we should add? Well, the more, the more flowers, the more blooms, the better your bee production, the more you'll bring in. Uh, it's so fun to watch them. Um, I've got... Four new colonies coming in a couple of days, so I'm expanding my apiary to now 
what is that 17 hives oh my goodness so yeah it'll be it'll be so cool um so. do do people buy i know a friend of mine uh dustin is a beekeeper and he gets called when there's nuisance beehives, and he goes and smokes them. Yes, uh, yeah. Smokes them out of wherever they are, and yeah. they calmly go into a container, and he brings them to his house. Yeah, so he did basically what I did with that wild colony that came over my hives. With the sugar water. With the sugar water. Yeah. He's doing the same thing. He smokes them to calm them down, and then he either gets in there, finds the queen, and then grabs her out, and then all the bees follow her into amazing. the box. Beautiful. So, Just amazing. Yeah. So well, I haven't been able to do that one yet, but soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, it's like anything. Uh, you, you can Google anything, but mm-hmm. the best knowledge is right here on this podcast. Um, and if you want to know more about bees and their habitat, you have a class coming up. I do on May 28th at 1 o'clock. It's a Sunday, and it'll be this same topic, and you'll get a list of the different Uh, flowers and plants and perennials that attract bees i'll take you out into the garden and if the bees are cooperating out on the nursery we'll be able to see them in action are there bees here oh yeah on the plants well not i don't have a hive oh okay okay but uh, (laughs) yet yet. (laughs) (laughs) with all that time you have (laughs) so yeah chris is really you know chris the owner here is really thinking about letting me put one out here my problem is that uh you know, I don't want the pesticides around. Oh, yeah. So, and and the, the, you have to do what you got to do out yeah, here. So, yeah. so, you know. Uh, so pesticides are definitely an issue yes. for them. Yeah. And the thing is that once the bees, if you don't use a systemic pesticide, you know, so you use a contact instead of a systemic, then the bees are more safe. But you use that at night once the bees have gone home. Okay. And then it'll so, dry, right? And then it'll dry. Yeah. So the bees... Most of your bees are back in the hive by 7, 7.30 in the evening. Mm-hmm. So then you can spray for mosquitoes or whatever, just not a systemic. Wow. Your knowledge base goes so deep. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, that's the bees. Yes. Next episode, we're going to talk about the birds. birds. And then we're <laughs> No, we're not. No. That's, I'm sure there's another podcast for that stuff. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. And oh, and the next one will be about the deer. The next podcast. Yeah, next okay. podcast will be about the deer. Keeping those off, those bee plants. <laughs> oh, okay, because that can be an issue too. Oh, yeah. The deer are devastating out here. Yeah, yeah. And, and certainly in this part of the country for sure. Yes. So on your next podcast, that's when you're what you're going to be talking yes. about. Yes, yeah. Okay, well, mm-hmm. is there firearms involved in this conversation? Uh, no, okay. we're going to do it without the firearms. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Other other uh, hunters' ears just perked up yeah, like, oh, where? <laughs> my uh, my husband's a hunter too, so you know. <laughs> we're trying to do it naturally here with yes, plants yes. and, and uh, what to deter them with. Right. Okay. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Not red, I guess. Not, well, red is only deters bees. Okay. It doesn't deter the deer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a lot of great information. Uh, anything else we should add before we close out? Uh, you know what? I think uh, unless I go on for about three more hours, I think we're good for this one. Well, uh, the podcast uh, is uh, is from Pasiglia Landscape and Nursery, and there's more information on their website about all that we're talking about, including the schedule for the classes yes, you have coming absolutely. up. absolutely. Absolutely. Check it out. Bo, thank you so much for coming in, and I'm glad I grabbed you in this room. So much fun. So much fun. Always <laughs> good to you. see you, Julie. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed exploring the wonderful, vast world of gardening, plant care, and holistic living with us. You can find us on our website, Pasiglia.com, or search for Pasiglia Landscape, Nursery, and Garden Center on social media. 
please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends to stay up to date on our episodes of To The Root with Pasiglia. The email address to submit your questions or comments is root at Pasiglia.com. Until next time, keep exploring the roots of gardening and live in harmony with nature. Thank you for listening.